life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Always Right Radio with Bob France on The Answer. Yeah, pretty sure I've heard of those things before. Not sure that they're always protected or valued by the current administration, the current leadership of this country, particularly those who are interested in taking away the right uh, that we have to defend ourselves as we pursue life, liberty, and happiness. Um, Second Amendment's under assault, make no mistake about it. You know, it's kind of, I think it goes without saying, the Second Amendment is almost always under a state of perpetual assault, but maybe not quite like this one. Uh, New gun control bill being pushed through the Senate by all Democrats and at least 10 turncoat Republicans who are working to make this a quote-unquote bipartisan piece of legislation. In passing gun control laws that will not and would not have stopped either the Buffalo nor the Uvalde mass shootings. But what it will do is take away your rights. It'll take away your rights to due process, presuming your guilt if somebody just says they're worried about you and you having you haven't committed no crime whatsoever. Red flag laws are actually a dream come true for for Democrats, for tyrannical politicians, because in a sense it's a form of involuntary commitment. It's it's a form of a government just assigning a person a well, a mental health issue to the point that they think that mental health issue justifies the violation of a fundamental human right. And is there anyone among us here today who thinks that that won't be abused? It's actually really easy to abuse. It's one of the easiest ways to deprive someone of their of one of their constitutional rights. That is the voice of Liz Wheeler. She is a conservative commentator and author. You probably remember t- Tipping Point with Liz Wheeler on OAN, uh, One American News, which she hosted until 2020. Now hosts the Liz Wheeler podcast, Liz Wheeler Show podcast. She's also the author of Tipping Points, How to Topple the Left's House of Cards. And she joins us now to talk about those red flag laws. Uh, Liz, th- thanks for joining us. How are you this morning? Hi, Bob. Thanks so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, it's good to have you aboard. Uh, I really enjoy the podcast. I certainly enjoyed your commentary on uh, this this legislation, and particularly red flag laws. I want to I want to focus on this, and, and maybe give, get your general impression of this bill as well. But but specifically as it pertains to red flag laws, which if you look at the bill that has been released, the language that's being written, it doesn't come up until around page twenty five. I think it is. Um, but red flag laws are being are being pushed on states through federal funding, essentially hijack or not hijacking, wrong word, bribing uh, states to either impose these red flag laws at the state level or forfeit federal funds. Um, this essentially says um, the opposite of what the criminal justice system does. This is you are guilty until you prove yourself innocent. And oh, by the way, you don't get to be there while the evidence is presented to counteract it and to declare your guilt. Do I have that right? Yeah, I mean, the, the whole thing is a mess start to finish. And I, I think we should start all these conversations by acknowledging that when there are these horrific massacres that happen in our country, especially those that target children, like what happened in Uvalde, we all have this natural urge to do something to take action. And this is a good thing, right? This is this is a, a human instinct to help and to protect. And we should listen to that. But we should listen to it with, with prudence and with judgment. And rushing into legislation like red flag laws is imprudent. It's unwise. And it will ultimately make our nation more dangerous. It will give power to politicians and take power away from us. These red flag laws would not have stopped any of the mass shooters that, that I can think of in recent history. But what it does is it gives politicians the opportunity to target us, you and I, and all of our listeners based on either our political beliefs, if we're conservative, or our, our religious beliefs, if we're Christian. 
And I know some people will say, well, this is very hyperbolic. There are there are an allegation that's hyperbolic. There are red flag laws in over a dozen states across the country. And this is what I would say to those people in response. I would say, look at the last five years in our nation. Look at the executive branch of our federal government. Look at the Department of Justice and the FBI that labeled the Department of Homeland Security, that labeled parents who didn't want critical race theory in their schools. They labeled these parents as domestic terrorists based on their political views. Look 10 years ago at the IRS during the, the Tea Party wave that yeah. these individuals, because they were conservative, because they embraced liberty, they were, they were targeted by the federal government based on their religious and their political beliefs. Anybody at this point, I mean, the Department of Education, the Department of Health and Human Services, the, um, all of these different federal agencies have been weaponized by Democrats to target their political opponents, who are us, because of our ideological beliefs. And so looking at this, this track record, especially how it's escalated in the past few years, it would be very naive of us to think that the Democrats who have such hatred for us, they call us racist, they call us bigots, they call us evil, they call us Nazis, unfairly and falsely, it would be very naive of us to think that they will not weaponize this against us because it's so easy to abuse. Well, you're spot on. We're talking to Liz Wheeler, host of the Liz Wheeler Show podcast. Um, Liz, uh, is it fair to say that virtually, if these, if this goes through, and if states um, submit to this federal demand, and, and again, I think they would they would literally kind of hold federal funds, withhold federal funds from states that don't go along with this. But if this goes through and red flag laws are implemented in all 50 states, mm-hmm. what what is your uh, uh, confidence level that anybody who went to the Capitol on January 6th would be reported by somebody they know as an extremist and therefore could be subject to having firearms seized under red flag laws just for showing up there that day? Well, certainly. That's a perfect example of how this could be abused. And if you go to a Trump rally, that could be a perfect example. If you wear a red mega hat, if you post a picture of yourself at the at the um, shooting range, I mean, there, there's a whole host of behaviors that are normal behaviors that are taken part in by normal people that the left just doesn't like. They don't like that we exercise our right to keep and bear arms. They don't like that we vote Republican. They don't like that we take our children to church. They don't like that we oppose queer theory and transgender indoctrination in schools. They don't like they don't like any of this. They they are actively trying to label our opinions and our beliefs as violence. This this idea that um, that, that speech equals violence if it's speech from conservatives that Democrats don't like. These will be all of the areas that the, that the Democrats could use to say, hey, this is a red flag. And the problem, by the way, with red flag laws, and full disclosure here, I've actually changed my mind on red flag laws because five, ten years ago, I thought, okay, there, uh, all of these shooters, all of these killers almost always have indicators in the years, months, days leading up to their attacks that show us that they were unbalanced and that they they were very prone to violence. I mean, the Uvalde shooter is a perfect example, right? He, uh, he he had pictures on social media of himself carrying around a plastic bag filled with dead cats. Animal cruelty is one of the primary signs that you are someone who would be willing to commit um, an atrocity against human beings. He, he self-harmed. He was aggressive. He, he submitted death threats against women and threats of sexual assault on, on, on apps where he was talking to people online. Like, all of these things that were really serious red flags. And the idea of identifying those things ahead of time and taking action to prevent this, that's actually a good thing, and we should consider how to do this. The problem with these red flag laws that are being imposed by the federal government now, they're essentially holding these states hostage to federal funding, Mm -hmm. if the states don't do it, is they deprive us of due process. So you could have someone who's, who's, you know, a disgruntled co-worker. You could have someone who's maybe maybe an ex-spouse. You could have someone who's just a political opponent 
who identifies behavior of yours that they don't agree with, and then the cops come and take away your firearm, and you don't have any any right to defend yourself until until it's adjudicated after you've already essentially been convicted of it. That's the major problem with it, is the way that due process is abandoned. And that's an extremely dangerous precedent in our nation. Well, it, it's all of those things. And, and, and what, what I have to say here is it's, it's not just getting the right to defend yourself as far as the due process. The fact that you should have to at all. You, you have to hire an attorney. They will not provide, provide court-appointed attorneys to consult with you. You have to go out of your own pocket if somebody accuses you, and they don't have to be somebody who knows you well. And, in fact, maybe you saw this on Twitter. Um, the governor of the state of uh, uh, Pennsylvania, Tom Wolf, sent out or tweeted out or retweeted or something uh, this little childish cartoon. It's a six-block or six-box um, explanation in, in cartoon form of, quote, how red flag laws work to prevent mass shootings. I'm going to read it to you because it's super short. Box one is, this is Jane. Box two is, Jane's social media contact, Randy, posts photos of guns and cryptic messages. Now I'll stop there and ask you, what does cryptic mean? I don't know. It could mean something different to everybody. But box three, Jane calls the police to report the posts. Box four, the police petition in court to temporarily remove Randy's guns. Box five, police provide evidence that Randy is a danger to himself or others. Box six, the court agrees to a temporary removal of Randy's guns. Where in that six-box scenario promoted by a governor, one governor in in the United States of America, does Randy get to defend himself? Does Randy get to say, whoa, 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 what are you doing here in my home? Why are you taking my guns, and why can't I be in court to argue for myself? Live, listen, that's 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 not America. That's simply not uh, a democratic republic in which we live. No, it's not. I mean, there, there's a couple of problems with posting graphics like that. First of all, if you're a politician, if you're a governor, and you are trying to explain to your constituents intricate policy in a meme, then you're the one with the problem. You can you can be almost sure that your politician is trying to deceive you by being overly simplistic. But the the, the problem with what he's saying is that there there this is not how red flag laws work. You don't. Um, you don't adjudicate this beforehand. You might get a, a rubber stamp from a court that just says, okay, this is the administrative process of taking away someone's guns. But it's not an actual hearing to see if you have committed a crime or if you have a serious uh, uh, incapacitating mental health issue that would cause you to, to harm yourself or to harm others. That's not, that's not what's happening here. It's also extremely subjective, right? So there are, when, there are a lot of weird people in our nation, let's just say that. We're all weird in a certain extent. But being weird or posting weird pictures online or posting this vague idea of a of a cryptic message with a weird photo, that does not mean that you are a criminal. That does not mean that you that you are in a position where it's okay for the government to take away your guns. I mean, if if our standard is just weird social media posts, then who among us is not going to be is not going to qualify in the Democrats' eyes of um of of being of being a a person that's a danger. Yeah, who gets to define what weird is and what cryptic is? Well, the Democrats do. And that, of course, is the whole point of these red flag laws, because they want to paint our behaviors. They want to define our beliefs and our values and our principles and our activities as a danger in, in, by defining what danger means themselves. That's the real danger here.
We are talking with Liz Wheeler. She is the host of the Liz Wheeler Show podcast. She is also the author of Tipping Points, How to Topple the Left's House of Cards. And we're talking about red flag laws and what the Senate is debating right now. I want to bring another current event into this conversation and get your thoughts on this, Liz. Harris, Teeter, and Kroger have removed pro-America can koozies after leftists complained about them. Now, these can koozies they're talking about featured guns. One of them featured um, American icon Patrick Henry and his famous quote, give me liberty or give me death. Another one uh, had depicted an eagle, you know, our national symbol, and Thomas Jefferson, you know, one of our founding fathers, with the phrase arms change, rights don't. Now, these pro-gun or pro-America, you know, quite frankly, can koozies have been pulled from the stores because leftists complain. So let's tie this to what you and I are talking about. A nut job neighbor comes over to your house and sees one of these things on your end table or your picnic table or patio table or whatever and says, this guy's a nut. This guy's a nut. He believes in guns. He believes in, in give me liberty or give me death. He's promoting death. And beep, beep, boop, 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 calling the police, and suddenly this guy's got his arms taken away from him because of somebody's decision that I find that to be threatening. Liz, that's what we're dealing with. Yeah, I mean, who among us? I say this. I say this with all with all the love in the world. Who among us hasn't been to a gun show and seen a bunch of weirdos there? <laughs> it doesn't. It it doesn't. We all know who I'm talking about, and it doesn't mean that these people are a threat. It, when you when you give the Democrats the power to redefine words, when you give them this subjective authority to define weird or define danger or define extremism, then what they're going to do is they're going to look at you and say, you're weird, you're danger, you're an extreme, you're an extremist. You know, therefore, we have a right to define your speech as violence and to take away your guns because we don't want you to have them. I mean, what I hope happens to these corporations, like a little sidebar here, is what we've seen happen to Disney or what we're seeing happen um, this week, actually, to the premiere of Lightyear, that that Toy Story movie, where, you know, you go woke, you go broke. Lightyear at the box office, you know, basically bombed at the box office because they decided to put ideology over entertainment and the American people, when they included that lesbian kiss in, in that movie, specifically to thumb their noses at DeSantis, um, in Florida, the American people said, actually, we just want to take our kids to see a movie. We don't really want to subject them to ideological indoctrination. And we don't want to see a movie where the star is calling anybody who has a religious belief that, that, you know, that marriage is between one man and one woman when, Chris Evans called them dinosaurs, called these people idiots, called these, said these people will die off. I mean, when, when you go woke, you go broke, and that's what I hope happens to these corporations that are pushing anti-Constitution, anti-American values by pulling American products off the shelves. Yeah, I completely concur, and I hope for the same thing. And last thing I'll ask you, Liz Wheeler, is uh, obviously this is working its way through the Senate right now. It's got bipartisan support from some people who I would call, uh, you know, it's it's cliche to say rhinos or swamp or whatever it is. But, I mean, really, these are not true conservative Republicans who believe in the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, in particular the Second Amendment. Um, is there any chance of holding these people accountable? I don't know how many of them are up for re-election in November, but uh, clearly a message has to be sent that if you do support this attack on Second Amendment rights, and this assault on due process by way of the red flag portion of this bill, um, you're going to be in very serious trouble when it does come time for you to be reelected. Yeah, unfortunately, for better or for worse, I should say, in the Senate, you know, senators only come up for re-election every six years. So they spend yeah. about four or five years being squishy, spineless people. And then the fifth, in the fifth and the sixth year, they pretend to be stalwart conservative warriors when we know they're not. I mean, I... I I go beyond rhinos. I mean, these are useful idiots for the Marxists who want to undermine our Constitution, who want to fundamentally transform the United States of America, who want to topple the institutions in our nation that allow us to be the free nation that we are. 
And if you're a useful idiot for communists, you're really no better than a communist. We should vote these people out. They have betrayed the oath that they have taken to uphold the Constitution, a part of which says that we, the American people, have a right to keep and bear arms, and that right shall not be infringed. If you cannot exercise your basic duty to protect that, then you should not be in the United States Senate. Amen to that. Liz Wheeler, uh, her book, You Need to Get a Tipping Points, How to Topple the Left's House of Cards. That's a 2019 book, and uh, you need to listen to her podcast, wherever you get your podcast, The Liz Wheeler Show. She addresses these issues and so much more. We really appreciate you coming on and uh, lending your insight and your analysis to this. Thank you so much, Liz. Thanks, Bob. I appreciate it. All right. Good to talk to you. Uh, hopefully we'll do that again. 10.53, we'll take a time out right now and uh, try to come back with a call or two before the top of the hour. Phones seem to be working at the moment. 216-901-0945-888-281-1110. Put them to the test. Right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.